0: Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, you rate to review my podcast if you like me, and you can follow me on Instagram, it's yeskingoliver.
1: Tati, bye. This was built up in my system and it, it caused, first it causes a vata imbalance, a vata is air and ether elements, because that lives in your digestive system, and if you're unable to digest properly, it affects your digestive fire and so from there you know it causes all sorts of imbalances like I remember being really hot sometimes and really cold the next like the next couple minutes and it was just really really imbalanced and my hair started falling out in clumps like I had so many issues I had like dry skin I got all these like dots on my skin I started breaking out like yeah i have a ton of white hair and it's all from that because the body is focusing on something else which is the digestion right like in ayurveda if your gut is healthy everything is healthy and if your gut is unhealthy then you know you can start to expect to see problems and so you can fix, like the root cause of your hair falling out, like there's nothing wrong with your scalp, right? It's coming from other places. It's that the energy is all stuck in the digestive system trying to fix that, that it doesn't have time or it doesn't have the capacity to deal with these extra things, right? Like your hair is, I'm not gonna say it's purely ornamental, like I'm, there sure there is some use to it, but it's not as important as your as your gut. Right? so if you're not taking care of your diet then your digestive fire is going to be out of whack that is going to mess up literally everything and it's going to mess up the ph of the body and then it's unable to do all those things right so and if you google um bitta imbalances you'll see some of these things that i mentioned which is you know uh freckles or dots on the skin white hair you're shedding hair irritability like it it affects your mind and your body both it affects your entire system actually um there's a ton of bitta imbalances actually i'm not remembering them off the top of my head but vata will give you you know dry skin um you'll be gassy you won't be your digestive system will be pretty weak like there's a time you know everything that you can think of is in these doshas
0: see mom i obviously know that stress is a massive cause of hair loss but it's also not just stress there could be many other things that cause hair loss so the imbalance of things in your body, stress, diet—it's like headache. There's it, mm-hmm. a symptom of fucking everything, right? Anxiety, flu, cough, cold, temperature. So it's basically a way of your body saying something is wrong, something's out of balance. And I know that hair can grow back because he was very stressed and he lost some of his hair. It was like balding at the sides, and then he quit that job, and it is starting to grow back. And when you say you know the thing about gluten and stuff, he he does actually have or we think he has a gluten intolerance. So it would make sense how if all the energy is going towards the gut, that it's not going to where it should be, such as hair growth. And when you see like donkeys or any animal for, for this matter in the winter, their hair grows really, really thick. Right. And then in the summer, their hair sheds away like they've got cancer. And then the hair just goes really thin. So your hair is responding to its environment and light. So if animals can shed and create fur on demand, that means we have the ability to. And when you're talking about heat making hair lose out, that tells me that when your body is hot, like when the donkey is hot in the field, he needs to shed his hair because he's, he needs to release heat. And hair is all about keeping, say, heat in, right? Mm-hmm. Polar bears have thick fur because it's cold. Humans stopped having hair like apes because we migrated to, say, hotter places where we didn't need fur anymore. So it makes perfect sense what you're saying. And uh, I know when I was stressed at some point, like three, four years ago, I was getting gray hair, right? And and I told myself, this is, this is, I've created this, this is nonsense. And then miraculously, those gray hairs, and it was just like one or two, disappeared. So I literally created gray hairs on demand and removed them on demand by the belief that gray hairs don't exist unless you want them to exist. And as crazy as that sounds, like if you believe you're gonna get gray hair because your dad had gray hair and your grandpa had gray hair and it's life, you're gonna fucking create it. The same as if you think, no, I don't want gray hair. This is a joke. I don't want gray hair. My hair is perfect. I'm gonna have a full head of hair forever, okay? And you look for signs that you've got a full head of hair. Your body's gonna respond to that like a donkey's fur is gonna respond to, oh, it's cold. I need to create more fur, oh, it's really hot and I need to shed fur. So I'm going to be telling him about this heat thing because it makes perfect sense if you relate it to his gluten intolerance, to him losing hair. Yes, he was stressed, but it's all about the energy going elsewhere and not going, and it's not being balanced. So that's something else I've just learned. That's incredible. I've never heard that before. It makes absolutely,
1: sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Ayurveda can teach us so much. And what you said about stress, right? Like, if you think about what stress is it's a state of mind right it's your mind's inability to take it like think of okay work stress okay like you become stressed because you believe that you are unable to complete a task in the given time right and this also creates heat in the system right like overstressed, overworked people are very like you think about The typical person, you think about someone sitting at their desk holding their head and they're just angry, right? Like anger creates heat in the body. Like it's not two separate systems. They're together. And so keeping your mind cool, keeping your head cool is has so much to do with your health and and the overall state of your body, right? So if something is stressing you out, like go sit and meditate, release that heat from your body, like cool your mind down with meditation, with breath work do some yoga early morning or like, you know, sit, like take a cold shower, like do all the things and cool your cool your mind down because the state of your mind, just like you said, the state of your mind affects everything. If your mind is stressed out, like it's going to start manifesting in your health, like hands down, like that's not even a question. It is. Um,
0: yeah. So <clears throat> the brain, People may not know that the brain uses the most energy in the body. So, I have a very high metabolism. Uh, metabolism. So, does my dad, so does my sister, so does my mum. One thing we all have in common is we think very quickly, not necessarily excessively thinking, but the speed at which we think and process stuff is very quick. So, if we're mm-hmm. constantly thinking, it will burn calories in our body, right? And then the more you, move your body, the more you get used to using your body, so it becomes effortless moving and doing exercise. The same as a fat person might find it tiring to move. So they sit down and then it's that cycle but in the opposite direction. So when you put all this together and know that it's about getting the charge and the current moving, like if you have a dead battery in a car, you have to push it a little bit just to get the alternator going, to then charge the battery, to then charge the alternator. It's about things not flowing um, consistently. So if somebody's Mm -hmm. overweight, then it's effort to move and they sit down and then they think, and their body's not releasing the energy, releasing the heat. So it builds up and then you say hair could be lost and you eat badly. And then it's this constant cycle of, I now I can't sleep because Mm -hmm. I'm stressed. And it's like this constant thing about, and it all comes down to energy and heat, where if you don't have an outlet, for this energy and heat that's being built up through thoughts, through stress, through work, through deadlines, through unrealistic deadlines. let's be honest, in this world, our bosses give us deadlines and we're scared if we don't meet these deadlines, we're gonna lose our job. This energy just sits in us, in our office chair, the same as when I start this conversation about meditating and how there's a difference between standing still and meditating and moving, because the energy is constantly being dispersed. Whereas if you sit and meditate, join the call again, by the way, if you sit and meditate and if you have to leave, let me know. If you sit and meditate and don't move, it just kind of statically goes around you and the feel gets bigger. But if you imagine with negative energy in the opposite, I'm going to continue saying until you join. If you imagine like the negative energy in your chair where it's now not going anywhere versus positive meditation, charging you and only getting more it's the opposite but in the most extreme way um that heat's not going anywhere um so then would you relate that to the power of meditation versus the power of or the destruction of stress and the energy heat not going anywhere fucking hell it's like positive energy going up back down going up back down getting bigger versus negative energy going up back down going up back down getting bigger and then all of the disease manifests from that And then all i mean it's absolutely incredible when you break it down like that in terms of heat and energy
1: absolutely and it's interesting because like meditation has so much to do with your state of consciousness right so when you're stressed it reduces the size of your like of your consciousness if you think about your energy body right your energy body is larger than your physical body But when you start to feel anxious, right, you start to get cold feet, right? This is an expression, you start to get cold feet and you actually literally, your toes will be cold, your fingers will be cold. This is because your energy body has shrunk, right? It's gotten smaller than your physical body. And actually, if your prana levels, prana is your life force energy or chi, If it becomes so, so low, like this is where suicidal tendencies come from, right? And meditation, the way that it helps you is it helps you to expand that body. And same thing with like, you know, eating well and exercising and grounding or like, you know, walking barefoot in the grass and doing all of those types of activities. Those will increase the prana in your system and make you feel better—not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It'll make you feel better on so, so many levels. And so, when you when you actually look at what's happening when you're stressed, it feels like you're stuck in a little box, right? Like your mind is stuck on this one thought of "I can't finish this," "I can't finish this," "I can't finish this." What am I going to do? Why would he give me something like this? Or like, why would my boss do something like this? Or, you know, whatever it may be that's stressing you out, you're, you're you're kind of stuck in a little thought pattern and so your consciousness is bouncing back and forth with this little thought and so when you meditate when you start to release this you know you'll find that your consciousness expands and the more expansive that you feel this is where the 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 more positive emotions come from right this is where happiness and joy and bliss and unbounded bliss come from It's from meditation It's from this capability of expanding your consciousness much larger than your body actually your physical body is the smallest aspect of you right like you are so much more than your body and through meditation you can access those deeper layers of you
0: i love that so what came to mind when you said that was imagine you're um sitting on in a field and there's loads of sand around you imagine your arm is only a meter long then you can only really imagine a compass, and the compass is a meter. You can only bring that sand toward you circular wise of a meter, meaning anything outside that meter, your hand can't reach. That compass can't go further than a meter radius. And when you bring that sand to your body, that sand now becomes you and you become the sand to the maximum limit of a meter of how much sand was there. So when you meditate, you're expanding your compass and your arm to be pretty much unlimited amount of meterage, say 10 meters. Now you've got 10 meters of sand in circumference becoming you. So now your body's got 10 times more sand in its body. And if you relate that to blood and energy and cellular growth and everything, like it all makes perfect sense. When you expand your energy. Your body can then do more with that energy. And if somebody is sat at their office desk, trapped, and their energy field is restricted, their body's not going to have much sand to do anything with. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. It's quite, it's quite incredible because it's like your energy field can really create more life in your body by expanding it. And and um, it's like. If you create a more bigger energy field to pump your heart your heart will pump more blood and your body and organs and skin and everything will have more blood so it can do much more with and you can exercise more and you can move more because you've got more blood if you that's shrunk then you don't have enough energy to say start the heart and then the heart doesn't have as much energy to pump and then your muscles have less oxygen and blood to do stuff with and so you can't really move much so you sit still and then you don't move and then and then you eat and then you don't burn off the calories and then it builds up in your body and then you're you're fat and then you have no energy to move and it's literally the opposite that's quite incredible
1: yeah it's it's really like a it's a cycle right you start down that road and until you stop yourself you're going to continue down that road and so discipline is so so important and meditation it does increase your it, uh, it actually is very rejuvenative, if you Google, um, actually, if you search on YouTube, Yoga Nidra, um, that's Yoga N-I-D-R-A, Nidra, it's basically yogic sleep. And so what you do in this meditation is you take your, you lie on your back and you take your attention, it's a guided meditation, you'll take your attention to different parts of the body and... It's very, very difficult to stay awake. That's the first thing because you're so relaxed. But if you do stay awake, these 20 minutes of meditation is like four hours of deep sleep. And that's how rejuvenative it is. And especially when you take your attention to your gut area, this is where, like I said, right? Like if your gut is happy, your entire body is happy. And so this is where all of the action happens, right? Like it's just incredible the 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 results that you'll get from this like if you do this every single day especially after work not only will you be releasing that heat from stress and and all of that but you'll be healing your body in every single aspect i mean meditation is so underrated i mean you don't even need anything else like all you need to do is you know you wake up you eat like do your things go to work whatever meditate twice a day and like that's all you need like to take care of your health. That's pretty much all you need.
0: How are you doing for time, by the way?
1: Um, I am good for 10 more minutes. So I guess until this right. timer runs out, I'm here.
0: <clears throat> okay, um, so so like I have Oh, recently, well not recently, let's say the last year or two, I've only been drinking bottled water from the spring valleys of mountains and not tap water. In my country, tap water is filtered sewage metals, chemicals, fluoride, whatever. I water my garden with the hose pipe, which is coming from the mains, right? But then all of a sudden there's a downpour of natural rain and all of a sudden the plants and the grass just literally grows four times quicker than it did with me watering it every single day. And then I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm giving it literage, thinking it's gonna grow more, but then I realise it grows better with the quality of the water that I'm giving it, right? AKA, it was when the rain that came down, that things just Mm. flourished, like in the Amazon rainforest, or maybe a forest fire. We know that when it all burns down and there's a massive storm and flood that all life suddenly grows. Well, how can it suddenly grow that quick with just one night's worth of rain? Um, Versus like, you know, in in my situation, Water in the garden with the hose, and it's all to do with the quality of the water, what's in the water, not the literage. And so, people these days, we're drinking water, but it's not doing anything. Like we're drinking the literage of water, thinking we're hydrating, but we forget why we why we drink it in the first place. Why do we eat? Not because it tastes nice. To give our body the nutrients it needs in order for the the cells to die and divide properly, right? And and so and then all these issues start to occur and we don't understand Um and so what I'm getting at is it goes back to Saguru saying about how we're replenishing the we're not we're fucking up earth soil and orange is an orange right yeah it's healthy but 90% of the nutrients in the orange have gone compared to what it was years ago because that orange has come from the soil and the soil is just dead and so it's the same with water we're drinking but we're not actually giving ourselves what we need from water. And it relates back to the garden and how the garden flourishes from one, like half an hour worth of downfall. And I can water it every day with the tap. It doesn't do the same thing. So it's like I'm wasting my time. So what well, the point is that sleeping, we think more sleep we get, the better we're going to feel. No, because if you just meditate for say half an hour, it's equivalent to four hours sleep. So it's the quality of the sleep and the meditation. Why do we meditate? To get our brain into a very low frequency before we nod off, it's the same frequency just before we nod off. But you don't have to actually nod off. You can just get to that frequency, stay there, and it's the same as having a powerful sleep. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually something I wanted to just, something that you actually came up for me twice now. It was, this idea of of soil and how we treat our soil you're absolutely right like the quality of soil based on the chemicals that we're using it's going way 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 down and i remember thinking like um so i live in the suburbs of toronto and i remember seeing people rake their rake the leaves every fall every autumn and i'm just like why are you doing this i mean This is part of the earth and I actually spent a couple months living in the Amazon and I, you know, there it's just incredible like the amount of leaves on the forest floor. It's just crazy. Like they're falling year round and like, and you can see like if you actually sit and you pick them up, you can see them in different stages of decomposition. And I remember asking some of the guides and they're like, well, you know, as the trees grow, right? Like they're pulling the nutrients out of the soil into the leaves right from the sun and the rain and and they're doing their thing and then they fall and by allowing them to decompose, you're giving that, giving those nutrients back to the soil, right? And by picking here, when we pick up the leaves, not only are you contributing to erosion, but you're also stealing those nutrients from the ground. Right? Like now when the trees continue to grow like season after season, the soil has less. It just blows my mind. Like, okay, like we go after things that are quote unquote, aesthetically pleasing such as nice green lawns with no leaves on them. But it's like, what about the earth? Like, what about what you're actually doing? You're picking up these leaves and you're putting them in the garbage where they're going to go to a landfill and do nothing. Right? Like, it just, it blows my mind. Like, I don't, I do not see the logic behind this.
0: That's also incredible uh, when, when you when you think about that. Cause like, you know, the council sweep up the leaves in the winter, those leaves are supposed to go back into the soil and then, you know, next year, any acorns that are left over will fertilize from that fresh soil, but they're just taking up the leaves and uh, maybe burning them or putting them elsewhere. I, I, honestly, that's something else that I've just suddenly become aware of just quickly before we end this um, anything you want to plug so that when it cuts off then that would be, that would be the end of the ball i'll message you again on an instagram
1: anything you want to plug yes absolutely so i am opening up two coaching spaces and so we're going to be working we're going to be using yoga meditation breath work ayurveda like all the principles that we just talked about and working toward your goals so um hit me up if that's something that you're interested in there are only two spots open
0: What's the website or um, Insta? Uh,
1: so you can you can find me on Instagram at parmsyoga or you can go to parmsyoga.com. You can send me a message there and let's chat.
0: Okay, so uh, yeah, to wrap this up. So yeah, it goes back to like, you know, the, the, the plant will create life and then that life will fall down. And then the seeds from the fruit on that tree or whatever will use that soil to create life. And we're just constantly taking up the top layer of everything which is from last year's fresh tree to the point where the earth has just got nothing left and you know sad guru is on a literally a uh, a whole world mission to get the awareness out and again you've some I haven't related to but picking up leaves and even like when you cut the grass and then you put it in the bin what you should be doing is like spreading it all over the lawn again like and then it will just grow better
1: yes absolutely absolutely my i have there's a street close to my house my cousin's neighbor used to do that he used to pick up all the lawn all the grass that he cut and put it on his tree and that tree i kid you not is like meters taller than every single other tree on the entire street
0: i mean it would make absolute sense because yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of why you know farmers they fertilize their fields of cow shit because uh horse shit or whatever it is because it whole shit is just grass, right? The cows been eating the grass all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've nicked all the nutrients from the grass, and then you're spreading it over the field. It's all going back into the ground. They've got it right, and yet modern life wants to fertilize it with chemicals and shit. And um, it's the complete opposite. To it's what ridiculous. Should be happening.
1: Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. what uh, a minute left. Anything you want to end with?
1: Ah. Uh... No, I mean, this has been really, really great. I think we touched on so many things and I love it. I love our conversation. So this is great Um, for anyone who is listening, you know, give me a follow. You can check me out on Instagram, check out my website, all the things we will be chatting more hopefully. Okay,
0: right. There's actually somebody um, who uh, wants to join this chat. So um, I'm going to switch it now to her and then I will message you on Insta um, after.
1: Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Oliver.
0: Right. Thanks. Palmer. speak to you soon. Bye. Hello, Sam. Nope. She's gone. <laughs> right. That's the end of that chat. Thanks, everybody. If you want to uh, listen to my podcast, go to talkwitholiver.com and, um, Check out my other podcast. It's people like Pam and her type of mindset and life experience and awareness and growth as a human being. All those types of people, uh, the people that I speak to on my podcast. And if you like the chat we just had, you'll absolutely love my podcast. So please check me out. Instagram is yeskingOliver, oliver.com and you can find me podcast there. Speak to y'all soon. Howdy, thanks for listening to me episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now, I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.